0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, August the 17th, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us again this week is our old friend, Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning.
0: Hey, Craig. Uh, I find it interesting you say old friend, and I'm feeling a little older after last week, so we got to chat about that.
1: Well, we've all aged considerably on this deal, but uh, hey, before we get started, I want to point out uh, something new, uh, isn't This week, we want to extend a warm welcome to our newest listeners on Spotify. Spotify is a digital music service that brings listeners millions of songs, and now podcasts, too. It's the newest way to access the Sprott Money weekly wrap-ups and these Ask the Expert podcasts.
0: Hey, Craig, that's pretty good news. It's exciting. I know that uh, Spotify has Many millions of customers, and uh, uh, we'll get to spread the word a little wider. So that's great news.
1: That is very good news. All right, so let's spread the word, my friend. It has been uh, one of the roughest 100 days in the metals that I think either you or I can remember. And this last week has been almost had kind of the feeling of capitulation to some extent. Gold at one point was down $50 on the week from 1211 down to 1161, and now we're back up to about 1184 this morning. Uh, you've been through a few of these in your life, Eric. Uh, any words of wisdom for everyone? <laughs> well,
0: more than I want to recall, quite frankly. Um, but I'm sort of reminded, you know, there's, there's things that the market does, not that I believe in the market being an honest market, but the market does, uh, that seem to go totally against the grain of what you would expect. And I was reminded that uh, back in the, uh, the, the lead-up to the Bear Stearns bankruptcy, as everyone was realizing, oh, my God, we're getting, we have a financial crisis going on. The price of gold went from 1020 to $700 during the financial crisis. Yeah. And, of course, the, the argument is that the powers that be who know that you're in trouble create a weakness in gold to kind of mask the trouble. But ultimately, you know, the truth comes out. And things right themselves, and of course, gold went from seven hundred dollars then to nineteen hundred dollars. Uh, so those who got shaken out would have very much regretted it. And uh, of course, everything I see in the um, physical markets is uh, very optimistic. I mean, I think of all these people that live in all these countries where their currencies are getting hammered, whether it's the Brazilians, the Indians, the the Turks, the Iranians. We're getting more and more people all the time. <laughs> all of whom have a, a, a sort of a disposition towards gold anyway. So, and I read uh, this morning that the Asian demand is very robust. Well, you know what? I'd expect it to be robust. I mean, the Indians consume 1,000 tons a year out of uh, roughly 3,000 tons mine. Um, you know, what happens if all of a sudden they, they're, they, uh, they're witnessing their currency weakening and, you know, there's a, they, they buy 50% more? My God, the effect on the physical market would be astounding. Whereas, you know, you you don't have that kind of demand in the developed uh, countries for the most part. So I, I see it as, uh, you know, we got to wait it out. And, um, of course, we do see things in the paper markets which control the prices that you, you and I talk about all the time, where the setup for gold to rally has been incredible, as it was last week when we spoke. And then some people were postulating, well, we'll get one wash out here and re- clean everybody out okay and we of course we've had that washout now and it'll be very interesting to see if yet again the commercial banks were able to decrease their short position and increase their long position and of course the speculative funds going the other way and they're going to set, set themselves up for getting hammered so it'll be it, we had great numbers came out last week in the COT commitment to traders report i suspect we'll have great numbers again this week and these things always are Pretty well, you know, follow the wash, rinse, repeat uh, situation we've been in for many, many years here. And, of course, the speculative funds always lose. So that would suggest that gold should, should rise from here.
1: In a sense, kind of the same old thing we've seen now several times in the last, really the last decade, where the Western investors sell the paper and yeah. push down the paper price while the Eastern investors buy the physical.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I get very skeptical of a lot of things that are going on sort of in the world economy, if you will. And I was sort of harking back to uh, an item of interest this week when uh, Royal Bank of Scotland finally, you know, was assessed a $4.9 billion fine for something they did in 2008, Eight. <laughs> uh, ten years later. The fine comes out. Uh, you got to wonder about the timing of that, Okay. But I don't wonder, but I know exactly what was happening. They had, to, they had to wait 10 years for Royal Bank of Scotland to be able to pay the damn thing. Yep. And, of course, when you're a bank, you get to borrow at zero and lend at three. Hey, if you just keep your nose clean, you're going to make money. And you're going to uh, turn your your fortune around. And finally, 10 years later, their fortune was turned around. They pay off the, uh, the U.S. government. And next thing you know, they announce a dividend. So what a wonderful thing to be a bank, you know. And... When you can own government bonds, you you don't even have to include them in your capital. You can lever them as much as you want. Next thing you know, you know you've come out of it. And it's this favoritism towards the financial world that is, in essence, dispossessing uh, the average worker. So between that and another thing I noticed is that we keep getting these statistics, U.S. economic statistics, where, for example, GDP came out of four but they revised the first quarter way down, and therefore the second quarter went up. We had housing starts. They said they were up in July, but they revised June to being way down. The fact is that the July number was worse than the June number. But when you revise the previous month, you can say it's up. And we're seeing a lot of that. It sort of you know, makes me a little skittish to think that, you know, is this just a setup here that we keep getting all these phony numbers when we're really – we're not making any progress whatsoever, but the numbers look good every month because we've revised the previous ones down. So right. we have to be a little bit uh, aware that uh, those things seem to be uh, going on more and more all the time here.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and as you said, in summary, it's been a it's been a very difficult week. But that commitment of traders report this afternoon will probably show, gee, levels maybe we've never even seen before of uh, the the banks moving to where they are not the ones that are short anymore, and instead it's all the speculators. That would serve, seem to be a uh, a positive setup going forward.
0: Yeah, no, we're there. I mean, we're, we're perfectly positioned where things should reverse in terms of the, of course, the sentiment's just awful for gold, and, uh, people who watch those sort of things they see that the sentiment gets so low that it can only go one way I mean it has to get better, so yeah you know, I think we're uh, we 're all right that way and I, I do look forward to seeing the commitment to traders report and, and you know China seems to be coming back a little here uh, the premiums uh, were up uh, pretty good yesterday we're up around six dollar premiums, which we were almost flat before that so you know maybe if um, if the uh, between the, the various Asian countries that love gold. Uh, we could see
1: uh, a pretty good turn here. Speaking of sentiment, my friend, oh boy, did we get a washout this week in the shares? The the Hui Index has fallen just in the first four days this week from one fifty nine to one thirty nine. That's a drop of nearly thirteen percent in a week. Is that Oof. is that kind of a? I mean, you've seen this before. Is that kind of a capitulation yeah. in the sector? Is that just big the final shares of big money getting washed out? And now finally, we're at a bottom.
0: Well, all I can say, Craig, is it better be, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's, all, that's a big decline in a week. I mean, you don't, don't be annualizing that. I mean, right. we'll have to end these discussions in about eight weeks. Um, anyway, it's, no, I've seen it before. And in fact, I can remember so distinctly at the bottom in uh, 16, the shares got pounded the week before. Yeah. For no reason. It didn't even seem like there was a reason. And it was the final capitulation. One day before, uh, the stocks went up by oh my god! I think they went up by like a hundred percent or so in no time, in six months. Yeah. So no, I, yeah, I've seen this before, and people do lose confidence in it. And of course, they're looking at once you see Google go through twelve hundred, everyone's going oh my god, we're going to go below a thousand or seven hundred numbers like that, um, which is extremely unlikely, because nobody will be mining gold at $700, so uh, I think we're pretty safe there. So, yeah, I know it's certainly a sign of capitulation, and I hope that that's uh, what ultimately manifests itself here.
1: And specific to uh, a couple of companies we've talked about from time to time here, I know you've got a few favorites. Uh, Any thoughts you can add on what's happened in some of those this week?
0: Yeah, well, of course, Curtin Lake got totally bombed, and um, it went from, I guess it had hit a high of almost 31, and it's at went under 25, I think, now. So that's a pretty good hit in a very short time, probably yeah. in about six or seven days. Uh, I can uh, tell you that. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm certainly not disappointed with, with how we're operating. Uh, yes, I'm disappointed in the gold price, but the operations have done well. As I've uh, mentioned before, it's hard to imagine what happens to the gold production when your grade goes from... Twenty to sixty grams, but we have an ore body that we're going to be getting into that does have sixty grams. I suspect might be it might be a little higher ultimately when we when we get in there uh, so things can change and talk about the foster little minor things can change very dramatically uh we may end up being somewhat surprised how uh, how the results come out in the final analysis, so I think it's all good there um novo came out and announced that uh you know they're seeing good continuity in uh, the Pilbara, uh drilling and testing that they have uh, the various conversations i have with people who have been on the ground including people at kirkland novo uh pacton uh i think everyone is a total believer in the the sort of universality of the of the deposit and the grade, although we don't have data on grade yet uh, that, that we can bank on. But um, I'm certainly uh, pleased after the conversations that I have with various people about, about what's, what's happening down there. So we're, we've got that to look forward to as well.
1: And you mentioned some uh, Canadian stocks from time to time, too. The Garibaldi was one that you like. you still feel yeah. good about that yeah. one?
0: Well, I do, and it's gone down quite a bit, actually. Um, I'm an over 20% owner being an over 20% owner, I'm allowed in a one-year timeline to, to buy five, excuse me, private purchases, which I've now done, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know what percent I own, the 23 or 24. Um, but I can't buy anymore. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very frustrated that I can't buy more, because believe me, if I could buy more, I'd buy more. And when I look at the trading every day, and I look at the uh, number trades by dealer and I, i'm always looking for okay was there a big seller here or not? and i'm looking at, oh my god you know the biggest guy who sold all of 20,000 shares 20,000 shares a two stock. it's like fifty thousand dollars like big deal <laughs> you know and, and he knocks us and he knocks the stock down by five like, percent man what what would happen if i could go in there and just put a bid in you know right and it wouldn't right. be for 20,000 shares so anyway uh and i'm you know, having listened to some of the interviews of the people in, on the ground there, I mean, I'm pretty excited about what will happen when they finally get the news release out. We're all getting a little impatient about it, and um, I guess I, I find myself in that camp. I'd hate to think that some people are selling their shares down here when we might have one of the greatest ore bodies of all time. So hopefully there'll be a press release yep. sooner or later that uh, takes us there, and uh but I'm, um, I'm excited about it, actually. It's, fa- it's funny to be excited because <laughs> the stock's hitting new lows, but I am.
1: I think that is remarkable, too, like you said. Somebody selling what would, I'm sure to them, feel like a lot of shares, but it, it's uh, not a whole lot in the big picture. Nothing. But yet,
0: yeah, I know, it's down crazy.
1: it goes. All right, one last question, Eric. We had a uh, listener question come in this week. Someone looking to add some physical metal, uh, I think really maybe for the first time, here at these prices and this question just mainly was in Europe just in your basic opinion is it worth it to pay the premium that's always associated with uh, something like an American Silver Eagle or is it fine just to buy the generic round and save yourself some of that money over spot
0: well I have both of course I own lots of coins and I own uh, lots of silver Um, I like the coins because they're fungible you know people will accept the coin Pretty hard to move a thousand ounce bar of silver. Um, I think there'll always be a, a premium for the coin because it costs money to to punch out a coin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and it depends on what size you're talking here. I mean, if you know, somebody's putting millions of dollars into it, I don't know if you buy a million dollars worth of coins because you don't need to lug that around. But um, I would say for someone who who wants something that will be readily usable then the, the coins are, of course, the better vehicle. If somebody is speculating on the price of silver over the longer run and you want to make a max margin on it, sure, buy the 1,000-ounce uh, bars or some other generic kind of coin and um, and pay less of a premium.
1: Fair enough. And here's, i tell you what, that dovetails right into, uh, just to, as we wrap up this call, you know, the uh, uh, you Canadians up there have these RRSP accounts. You, you, have, yes. you probably know some folks. Yeah. In, in, in America, we call them IRAs. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Here we are with the depressed prices. We just talked about ways that you can purchase physical metal. And, of course, you can invest in your RRSP account year-round up there, even here in the summertime. And so Sprott Money has partnered up with Questrade so that anyone can buy bullion in their registered retirement account. I mean, what a perfect time to do it. The process is fast. It's simple. So don't wait until the deadline to invest in your future. Visit sproutmoney.com or call 888-861-0775 today. Maybe take some money out of the equity markets and put it into these devalued precious metals at this point. It sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Eric, thank you for your time this morning. We survived this week, and hopefully next week we'll have something better to talk about.
0: Let's hope so. It's been a while, my friend.
1: (laughs) Certainly seems that way, doesn't it? All right. Well, hey, have a great weekend. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday.